Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto is your host. Today we have another abbreviated version of Politics and Right going live though. But anyhow, folks, we're going to have some fun today. We have several topics to cover. But anyhow, folks, no despair. Build back better. We got to make sure that we get people involved and make sure that they don't continue the cutting and the cutting to, in effect, make this thing ineffective. Anyhow, what are we going to talk about? Today I saw an ad with, uh, with Big Foreman. A big forum put out there telling you tell Congress to take out that piece of legislation that's going to adjust prices. Well, I did a little piece on that uh, today. I want you to listen to it, and then we'll take it on the other side because this is important. Uh, this morning, as I drank some coffee with my daughter, an, an ad sort of went by, and I thought I heard what I thought I heard, and I had to get the remote from her and rewind it and then grabbed my cell phone to tape it because it is the kind of ad that is so effective and we can't allow it to go unnoticed because it could have an impact on legislation specifically as they continue to build uh build back better because of the influence of the you know, older people, and if they decide that they are going to believe the lie. So now, let's go ahead and play it, and then we'll take it on the other side. I take medication for systemic lupus and cancer. Recently, I've been hearing about Medicare negotiation and how some in Congress think it's a good idea. It isn't. In countries where the government sets prices and controls access, Patients experience dangerous wait times. Some never gain access to the life-saving medicines we have here in America. Government price setting will hurt seniors like me. Let's never let that happen here. Let me tell you, I cannot express how, uh, how completely and entirely pissed as a political activist that I was seeing that ad and that not only political activists, but any thinking person should feel about it. I, I wonder, immediately thereafter of making the tape, I went ahead and, and did the blog. And I, I, I want to read a portion of the blog because you heard what she had to say. She made the claim that somehow other countries that do this, their people are in dire straits. Well, look, here's the reality. And let me uh, tell you what I wrote. Um, I wrote as follows this morning. Well, let's, let's start with the thing. Ironically, the woman in the ad has the same disease that my wife has systemic lupus erythematosus SLE. They have not uh, been any significant strides on this disease, likely because it does not affect enough people. And that is the problem with having system, a system that is dependent on for-profit drugs. Let's discuss several drugs specific to the mentioned disease, SLE, in the ad. It has been managed successfully for decades uh, with old medications no longer under patent like prednisone, less than $20 a month, hydrochloroquine, less than $10 a month. And if one has kidney involvement, high, uh, it's called uh, mycoplasma. Mycophilate Molfelts, I am not good at pronouncing these names, but you get the point. You can get that particular drug for under $60 a month. My wife participated in that study, the ben, a Benlista study by Big Pharma, GSK, 
a big pharma called GlaxoSmithKline. They are the ones who develop Ben Lister. Supposedly, if you have nephritis or some uh, lupus, uh, lupus caused disease, this drug is supposed to help you, right? My wife participated in the study for several years to test, to test the drug Ben Lister by big pharma GSK. But, you know, uh, there was no perceived measurable positive effects of that drug on her at all. Now that the test is over, it would cause her. I want you guys to listen. Remember, I told you her other drugs was some total less than $100 a month. They're all off of, they're no longer on patent, right? So it's in the public domain. And by the way, most drugs are developed us anyway. But anyway, Benlista, the drug she tested, if she wants to partake in, the, in taking that drug for her health, suppose it really mattered, it would cost her $42,000 per year. Again, I repeat, that's not a mistake. $42,000 a year if she wanted to use that drug. Again, one should remember all drugs we're in some we're in some manner fund, uh, funded by taxpayers directly or indirectly. Yet those drug pushing terrorists continue to rip off Americans. Look, the statements in the ads are false and misleading. They claim that other countries that have price controls on drugs have significant wait times. Have you tried to get an appointment recently with a specialist? That's a huge wait time, isn't it? Have you tried to get a drug that you can't afford? They've turned you into a beggar if you want a drug that you can't afford because they're ripping you off. $42,000 with for one drug for one year, Ben Lista. Think about who can afford that. That is how much, that is more money than most Americans make every year for one drug. And if you take Ben Lista, you probably need more. They fatten the coffers of executives and shareholders that played no part in developing these drugs. The ad would have one believe that humane procedures in other countries to save the lives of most without causing their bankruptcy is somehow dangerous. The fact says otherwise. The Organization of Economic uh, Cooperation and Development, also known as OECD, is an international organization that works to build better policies for better lives. Their goal is to shape policies that foster prosperity, equality, opportunity, and the well-being for all. They rank countries in many areas, including healthcare. As drug companies and other health companies continue the pilfering of Americans, we continue to remain mediocre in life expectancy. Where do you think we land in all these industrialized countries and in countries all over the world? We pay more than twice as much in healthcare than anybody else. And by the way, how is our life expectancy? Is it better than everybody else? Should it be better? We are pumping a lot of money into it. We are ranked 26th in the country. Every country that reigns in our big pharma and other, uh, and other personal wealth pilfering companies do much better than we do. Everyone that reigned them in, every country that reigned these, these savages in, they do better with life expectancy than we do. What kind of fools are we? 
Do not be fooled by these ads. They want you to support policies that go against your interests. They want you to pay as much as they can get out of you. Remember, I wrote a piece and I did a video a few, few months back that says whatever what they charge you is whatever the market will bear and the total amount of your savings and everything that you could come up with. Do not be fooled. These guys are financial and healthcare terrorists. That's what they are. And until we call them out for what they really are, until we put this, you know, not because you're wearing a suit and a tie and you command six or seven figures mean you're worth it or you are a good person or you are deserving of it. They like to tell you, if the government control prices, if the government start telling us we can't charge this, what will it do for innovation? The people who profit from healthcare, the people who profit from making these drugs are not the people who innovated to create them, are not the geniuses that created it. It's not the engineer, the, the physicists, the, the doctors. These are not the people making the trillions in profits from these, these things. So don't believe the lie that if somehow we stop these guys from making big profits, that somehow it's going to affect innovation. It's going to create less drugs. That is crap. It is scientifically crap. Why? It's not the scientists that make all the money. It's the shareholders that make all the money and the executives get in the bonuses. And you know what? They don't have a lot upstairs. They're not the ones that know to create the chemicals. They're not the ones that know how the body operates. They're not the ones that do these things. So do not buy the lie that somehow driving, forcing these guys to do things right would somehow affect innovation because if there's no profit, nobody's going to innovate. You don't have to ask People who know, engineers, doctors, physicians, uh, uh, physicists, we are naturally, we are naturally very curious. We are inquisitive, and that's why we innovate. We rarely innovate because there's a buck on the other side. What you have to understand is the corrosive nature of the capitalist does not apply to those who are subjected or subjective to the capitalists. Let's remember these realities. It is time for us to learn these things and no longer fall for the misinformation and the crap from the capitalist structure, from those who are leading unjustifiably. Folks, those commercials, those ads are effective. It is important that we share these, the truth, to prevent them from having their intended effect. Well, another story, insightful. Over the weekend on uh, Egberto Off the Record, you know, we have that once a Saturday. We had our good old Tom C., uh, Thomas Siniak, went, went ahead and he is... He has a message for all of us, and, and it's really the, the kind of message we talk about here at Politics Done Right, at Coffee Party, etc. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. But I was thinking about that today, too. I'm thinking, like, it's too bad, you know, our country is becoming so polarized and so disunited, like the disunited states or the divided states mm -hmm. of America which it, it makes it 
kind of a, a terrible situation if you want to get anything done for the common good or for the community of, of people with. And I was just, I was making notes today of just thinking about, uh, it's just too bad that we have this attitude in our country that, you know, freedom is everything or for a lot of people. It's like, don't, don't bother me with your problems. You know, I'm, I'm it is, you know, it just is. solve your own problems, be on your own, be an individual, be a man or whatever, you know, it's like. It is sad. You know, um, I just want to say that uh, Leroy says, just want to say greetings. I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, and I'm joining in to learn more. I will work on getting the microphone operational, can hear very well. I'm glad that yeah. you, you're hearing well, Leroy, and thank you so kindly for being here. Man, you're in Alaska. Hey, I'm originally <laughs> from Central America. That is like maybe 100 degrees uh, in difference <laughs> between where yeah, I'm from. Kind of, I'm kind of right in the middle of Michigan, so it's like... Yeah, oh, so all I, 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 all I can do is salute you for being able to handle that cold, my brother. I can only salute you. But, you know, I want to respond to what you had to say, um, Tom, because here's, here's why I take the stance that I take. And why not only that, but I respect guys like uh, even Ledo, Mike Cisak, and all the right-wingers and so forth. Not the politicians, the people. Right. And the reason why is, if you ever sit down and just talk to people, right? Forget about their ideology and all of that. Don't talk, for, for one second, don't talk politics. Talk about the things that you want. Talk about the things that you would like to see happen in your community. It is so amazing that it would be pretty damn similar, you know? Now, what generally happens then is people try to find a way to make the things that the little difference of one thing and the other that you'd want and, and play that up. It is like, let's look at the critical race theory, right? Oh, yeah. The critical race theory, I find it kind of interesting because we want, we, we, we learn in school that the reason we teach history is so that we don't make the same mistakes over and over again. That's what we, that's what we teach, right? Exactly. And we don't teach history to say, uh, white people are bad or, or anything like that. Because you know what's so funny? Uh, as somebody once said, there were Black people in the South with slaves as well. I'm not trying to equate things at all. So Black people don't knock me out for saying this. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that humanity has a common string, right? Humanity has a common thread. And that common thread is that we all have the predisposition to do good or do wrong we all do and it's right. it's not it's not hue based it's not pigment based it's not race based it so happened to be that in these times there is a, a where power is concerned we know where it's at so if, if people start to learn that kind of stuff and also realize that things that i try to preach on my show and, and Leroy, i hope you start coming to our show at politicsandright.com slash tv every day every weekday at four eastern three three central what i what i like to point out is that racism is not a black against of a black thing only it actually hurts white people it hurts everybody you know and if you can actually get people to understand that they are using my pigmentation to screw their own and uh, their the, 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 the people of their own pigment it's, that is so stupid. Pigment, pigment, pigment. That doesn't mean anything, right? Pigment is stupid, right? right? right. But I mean, still, cool. they're, in other words, by they're they're using that division so that they can further pilfer 
people that look like them. Yeah, you know, you know what the problem is. The, I was thinking of this too. The hue, hue man. You know, you talk about hue man. So hue is is part of our is part of who we are. We always judge by appearances, which is it's sad. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but what really is the color problem today? I think is green. You know, exactly. Yeah. Well, green for money and also green for nature. So we've mm -hmm. got this two the two greens involved here. We should we help nature? Or should we help? You know, should we just be concerned about ourselves and go for money? And I don't know if you got a chance to read it. It's it's a it's a real interesting article. But David Brooks just came out with a, an article, uh, kind of uh, critiquing his own thinking of ten years ago. It, it, it's it, it, he wrote this article called um, oh god I don't know the exact title. It's it's about the Bobos. I don't know. Is it's it his a, latest article or is it one of yeah? His it's, it's in the Atlantic. I look and it up. I, post, I look it up. I posted the link now. But just Google uh, David Brooks Bobo right. in, in Atlantic. And the articles, it's quite a long article, but it's really, I had to read it twice. But I think it's really interesting because he goes through this critique of what's going on in America. And he he had, he, he, he was actually self-critical. He says, yeah, I'm one of the Bobos. And Bobo stands for bourgeoisie bohemians. And he talks <laughs> And I thought right. really, yeah, and it's and he gets into this thing about money. He says people that get into wealth and status, and they get into this culture. Uh, uh, he calls it the creative culture, and they get it. They and it looked like he said, "Oh, this is great." At first, he says they're gonna they're gonna change America because they have progressive attitudes. And it turns out that really the first thing they 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 do when they get into the status is they insulate themselves. Mm -hmm. They start thinking they start thinking like the ultra wealthy, maybe even that, that they're not ultra wealthy, but they start right. insulating themselves from the rest of the world and it becomes a, a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. They, they start thinking just like each other and they want to exclude everybody else. And this, this has to do with buying uh, you know, into schools, uh, Ivy League schools and 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 cheating on tests and and doing and 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 making sure that your your wealth status continues to grow so you can protect your kids and your legacy, and people just get so selfish at that level, and it's and he he was very upset about it and it um, and he kind of diagnosed all the different segments of society. I didn't really quite understand all what he was talking about. I want to read it again, but I got to check I it out. He, that sounds I think interesting. He's got a good point. And yeah, he, I'm he, gonna, yeah, I'm going to check it out because um, I have a, this love-hate relationship with David Brooks, you know? Yeah, because, yeah. Sometimes uh, he comes out, he's so conservative. Yeah, but 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 there are some times that he writes some, some zingers that are really, really good. So I'm going to try, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that one up and uh, check it out. Yeah, because he... He, he talks about wealth and income. It's mostly wealth inequality, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's even more subtle than that. It's, it's, it's beyond money. It's more of a cultural thing, which I thought was an interesting way of looking at it. Because I right. see it around me, you know, in Brighton. I mean, there's this, you, we have poor people here too, but I, you know, I'm, they probably vote straight cons conservative Republican mm -hmm. because they have this cultural mindset that you know, this is the group I'm in and, and I want to identify with, you know, the people here and, they don't see themselves as part of a, a, a bigger uh, culture and, and, and part 
of a problem that needs to be resolved. So it's it's that's one of the things the Democrats have to work on in, in trying to appeal to the poor people of rural America and the people that are left out in the working class. We have to broaden that whole movement so that everybody feels connected. Did Tom get it right or what? Tom had hit the nail on the head. Because I tell you what, if we want to make change, we're going to have to really listen to some of what Tom had to say there. Tom is a part of our PDR Posse, folks. So you've become a part of the PDR Posse as well for Tom knows what he speaketh about. Anyhow, folks, please don't forget, if you want to become a part of the PDR Posse, a part of supporting this kind of work that we do here, please remember to go to politicsandright.com slash uh, YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. That is how you can show your support for telling the truth and making sure we can make that change in America. Of course, we also support pay, uh, pay, PayPal. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Of course, you know how to spell PayPal. You can also, it's getting cold. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a cap. Get yourself a mask. Whatever. Go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash store. Politicsdoneright.com slash store. All our books. See those books? How to Make America Utopia. Uh, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom, and it's worth it how to talk to your right-wing friends and neighbors. Please go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books, and support our show by getting our books. I guarantee that you would get a hell of a lot out of the books that we have there, and the all-encompassing way to find out how to support Politics Done Right is to simply go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support lastly but not least lee is that grammatical correct i am not sure but you know what i'm not here to teach english i'm not here to teach grammar i'm here to communicate as best that i can as and ensure that you understand ari melber in one segment he highlights the growing power of the worker and that is so important i want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side the U.S. jobs market continues to rebound over half a million new jobs in the latest monthly report, pushing unemployment below 5%. That's racked up a jobs record for this new Biden administration that dwarfs Donald Trump's pretty puny performance there in his first year in office. And while any job can be a potential lifeline, something else is also happening. The pandemic's disruptions are actually really upending our normal labor market. It's moving the power pendulum back to workers who are striking, quitting, and demanding much more from corporations than they have in a long time. The people now have the power, and they're using it. A wave of worker strikes sweeping across America. I'm blown away. I, I really didn't see it coming. If we have to set out for work a little while, we will. The halt's coming during a record-breaking year for the agricultural giant. $4.7 billion in profit so far. And we may see more high-profile strikes as unions up their demands. Kellogg's union workers have officially been out here for 31 days with no end in sight. And uh, now it's not a matter of if we will have a union, but when we will have a union. We will be the first Starbucks in the country of 8,000 stores to unionize. A lot of upset workers, that's it. I mean, we're just tired of just being in the background and watching these CEOs make all this money. 
Those are just some of the highlights around the country. What's happening right now? And the data shows this shift is widespread. Over 170 strikes this year. The public that has soured on unions back from their heyday in the 1960s has changed. We now see public opinion warming towards organized labor with a 68% approval of unions. That's a 50-year high. And the roots of this shift are clearly deeper than the pandemic. America's wealth inequality also hitting all-time highs. Billionaires share their often gauche lifestyles from their huge yachts to their spaceships amidst corporate welfare policies that keep their taxes literally lower than most workers, sometimes even hitting zero. The pandemic was the last straw for many as essential worker became another Orwellian term in late stage capitalism. Essential, a corporate adjective that is not backed by corporate compensation or value when they can get away with it. And all that time at home may have lowered some of the fears associated with just walking out on a bad job because people continue to do exactly that even as the peak of the pandemic is now over. In August alone, 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs. That's almost 3% of the workforce. That is enough quitting to put a dent in how much some employers can just keep taking staff or their replacements for granted. So this is actually different than organized labor formally pooling power in strikes, but it can yield some of the same benefits as corporations feel some pressure from these moves. Now, one person quitting, that could be another day at the office. A million people quitting, that's an economic event. So as billionaires broadcast their exploits and their space travel, some workers are tapping more populist means, breaking out their phones, I'm going to show you just a few highlights right now. Some of this is just creative and interesting. Other moves seem to offer a kind of a third way between pushing back at work all alone, like just quitting when you've had enough, and a formal union, which, as I mentioned, is much more technically organized. The middle ground may be pooling it organically and then broadcasting it, like McDonald's workers coordinating the day they quit to send a powerful message. Nobody, nobody, nobody. This is Katie. I was just calling to let you know that I am not coming in tonight or ever. I am quitting my job. So I decided to leave my boss a little message just because, you know, it's the respectable thing to do. I went out to get my letter of resignation. It's an I'm sorry for your loss card. And it says it's me. You're losing me. People can see coworkers quitting there. They can see it in your own life or at work. But then you can see it in social media. People are now using these powers online to amplify how people can make these kind of moves, boss moves by workers. This month, a top economist calling this a social multiplier in quitting, citing academic research that finds workers at low-wage jobs historically underestimate how bad their jobs are. When some workers quit and look for better jobs, seeing that, whether that's in person or online like I just showed you, seeing that can animate co-workers and observers to follow suit and quit. Now, what are the actual results? A shift in demand with some employers more desperate to hire than the people are desperate for the jobs. So you have this gap of a million more job listings than applicants in August. Applicants picking among about 50% more openings than before the pandemic. That shift alone has some companies competing where they used to be in the driver's seat. They are reportedly scrambling to offer new benefits, family insurance, and bonuses, which jump from a rarity, just 2% of jobs, to now 12%. Now, under pressure, those companies are finding they have to actually value their workers at least a little bit more. And that shows how this pandemic provides a stress test of how corporate and government policy works. Take the extended government benefits or the Biden stimulus check. Those led many conservatives to argue, well, 
Too many benefits or bonuses for workers or people between jobs would dissuade people from ever looking for jobs at all. That wasn't just talk. Many red states acted on that logic. They stopped further benefits that people would have otherwise gotten from the federal government. Those conservatives were wrong. Red states to cut benefits experienced job growth similar to or slower than growth in states that had benefits. That's a fact, not an opinion or a prediction. Turns out supporting people during a pandemic does not reduce their desire to just still try to find a decent job. Just like providing bonuses and benefits and raises doesn't lead them to plan early retirement, but rather invest in a livable job. It's proving many workers right. If they had long felt that they do offer value, meaning they help these companies succeed without them, these companies are nothing. And yet they felt undervalued in this current stage of capitalism. How many Americans justifiably feel like that right now, that they have value to offer? They are ready to work, but they are competing still in a market with few decent jobs. Why? Because greed, like power, concedes nothing without a demand. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, listen, it, it is. we have to understand that it's all about worker power. You know, these guys would have you believe that they are the masters. Well, that's because we have accepted the indoctrination. Without the workers, they have no money. Without the worker, they have no product. Without the worker, they have no service. Without the worker, they have no income. Remember, the income is generated by you. You are the empowered one. It is a collective we, we, we need every single portion of this thing to work. And for some to have asserted that they are more worthy than you should be completely unacceptable to whom? You. So therefore, folks, what Ari Melber is saying makes a lot of sense. What he's found out is what we've seen throughout and out and out. Let's remember that we are the ones empowered. Folks, don't you forget to support Politics Done Right. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash support is the all-encompassing one, but go get our books, PoliticsDoneRight.com slash books. Go ahead and become a patron, PoliticsDoneRight.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Support us at PayPal, PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal, or go ahead and please become a part of the YouTube channel, PoliticsDoneRight.com slash YouTube. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this abbreviated version of Politics Done Right. We could not do any of this without you. You are the one that makes things happen. You are the one that will keep others informed as you share our, uh, our videos, as you share our blogs, as you share our articles, as you purchase our books and share our books and encourage others to purchase. And not only from Politics Done Right, but there are many other private, independent, uh, independent, uh, networks that are attempting to do just this, to make this a better country, a country that is equitable. I didn't say equal, equitable, meaning all have equal access to success. Equitable for everybody. You know how I'm this baby. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? I'm out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet 
with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.